Praise God. Let's go on to the word of God this morning. Uh, shall we turn our Bibles to John's Gospel chapter 1 and let's read the first 14 verses. John 1 verses 1 to 14. Would someone like to read? Without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light, and all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man who comes into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him to them gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Who were not born of the blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Praise God. Shall we pray? Father, we come to you in Jesus' precious name. Lord, we thank and praise you for giving us the privilege of meditating upon your word. We pray that your word will come alive into our hearts. Your word is, Lord, life-giving. Your word is powerful, a double-edged sword. Lord, we pray that you will deposit your word into our hearts, into our lives this morning in such a manner that will bear much fruit, Lord. We pray that we will have receptive hearts to receive your word. We pray that, Lord, you will give me the grace to, Lord, expound your word. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We read just this passage from John's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. It almost begins like Genesis chapter 1, isn't it? It has the same kind of a flow of thought. In the beginning, there was light. God created light. God spoke light into existence. In the same um, you know, pattern of Genesis 1, like God created in the beginning and brought everything that was in chaos into order and, and beautifully made everything and brought everything into existence. John is talking about the power of a new creation that is broken into the world. The power of a new creation that is broken into our world. Yes, God created the world, but here is Jesus stepping into the world in flesh and blood. Jesus coming and taking upon himself humanity. Jesus coming in and uh, um, bringing this reality of the kingdom, reality of who God is, reality of what the word of God is, who he himself is. Jesus himself, the word. 
the bringing forth all of these realities into the world and uh, in such a way that will transform and change the lives of people forever you find here that the bible talks about how in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god himself and verse 14 it says the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us the word was god himself the spoken word and the revealed word the word in flesh god himself and here as god spoke the word into word everything came into existence and jesus was the author of all creation through him all things were made the word jesus the one who came in the flesh was the agent of creation and so this morning we're going to meditate upon how this creator god has come and stepped in into our lives with this power of uh, a new creation creating something new right among us and how he broken into our world and what happens in our lives as a result of that that's what john is beginning to talk about in fact the whole content of the sermon of john as he puts down this whole uh, gospel is that he is revealing that jesus is the messiah the son of god jesus the savior who came down from heaven and so that's the reason why he writes this gospel to testify to the fact that he was the one who was to come he's proving the fact that jesus is the messiah he's helping the jewish people to know that he is the one that they waited for he's testifying to that truth and so here we're looking at how this power of new creation has broken into our world he was the agent of creation right at the beginning nothing was made without him in verse 3 we read through him all things were made without him nothing was made that has been made all things were made through him verse 14 talks about how the word became flesh and this creator god made his dwelling among us he has come to create something new here and we beheld his glory the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth he is he is the creator god but has come now come to us full of grace and truth he is the only begotten of the father the one who has come as a son the one who has come representing the father the one who has come to do the work of the father the one who has come to reveal the love of the father in uh, in reality in a way that we could touch and see and handle as he speaks about in the epistle that he writes later on to the churches in 1 john the word became flesh and made his dwelling this is the creator god without him nothing was made all things were made through him and this god has come and made his dwelling taken residence among us 
he has made us he has come not just to do another work of creation of bringing the world into existence because he has already done that but he has now come to make us into a new creation hallelujah if you read verse uh, uh, 2 corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 to 20 2 Corinthians 5:17 to 20 it talks about how if any man is in Christ he's a new creation the old has gone the new has come Jesus coming into this world the one who created all things the agent of creation has come to create us into a new being Hallelujah he has come full of grace and truth He has come with grace. He has come with love. He has come to forgive. He has come to die on the cross. He has come not to punish. He, has, he did not come to condemn the world. But he has come to save the world. And so if anyone is in Christ, that person becomes a new creation. If anyone comes to believe in Christ, if anyone has come to give their life over to Christ, turn their life over to Jesus alone, that person becomes a new creation until and unless you turn your life completely over to christ you cannot experience this newness of life you will still be tied down and bogged down with the old issues of life the old situations of life the old mindset the old struggles of life will continue the old demons that tormented and tore you apart and tore your life apart tore your marriage apart all of those things will continue to haunt you but the moment you turn your life over to Jesus you become a new creation in Christ hallelujah the old has gone and the new has come is there somebody this morning who recognizes yes the old has gone for me the new has come into my life hallelujah i've received a new wine in a new wine skin Amen. Hallelujah. I've come into this newness of life. This new life has begun. I've begun a journey of a new life with Jesus Christ. And I'm no longer stuck with the issues of the old life anymore. Hallelujah. If you've been under the attack of the powers of darkness, if you've been under the spell of the evil forces, if you've been living in sin and bound to sin, if you have been if you say if any is there anybody who says i do have a past that doesn't look good that i don't feel good to talk about if you if there's anyone who says i know what it means to be in darkness i know what it means to be bound and now you've come into freedom and now you've come into this new life in christ if there is a new way of life that has begun for you you recognize that you truly have become a new creation amen Hallelujah because I don't do what I used to do. I don't live life the way I used to live. I don't have the mentality that I used to have. I don't have those struggles that I used to struggle with. I don't have the I don't carry the hurt and the pain and all of those offenses and everything that used to torment me. I've forgiven. I've learned to forgive and I've found a new life in Christ and I've become a new creation. Hallelujah. I don't I'm no I don't go to those places I used to go. I don't practice those things I used to do. I'm not still addicted to those habits that I used to be addicted to. I don't have that 
way of thinking that I used to have, I put on a new mindset. That's because I've been made a new person in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so if there is anybody this morning who has not given your life to Jesus completely, if there is anyone who has not yet renounced the world and renounced sin and renounced everything that the devil has been doing in your life, if you've not renounced everything that is false belief, false practices, everything that is just customary and ritualistic, if you've not renounced the religions of the world and come to begin a relationship with the God who created you, you've not experienced this new way of life. But this morning is a good morning where you can turn your life over to Jesus completely. Hallelujah. And by doing so, by putting your faith in him, you will be made completely new. Hallelujah. Amen. Touch your neighbor and say new creation. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Look at them and say new creation. Amen. You may not like them. You may not like the shape of their nose. But say new creation. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. You might wonder why did I marry him. But say new creation. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. New creation. What do you see in your neighbor sitting next to you? What do you see? Don't say ugly face. New creation. Hallelujah. Amen. We see a new creation in everyone. We've been created in the image of God. But that image of God in us was marred because of sin. But Jesus came and as the agent of creation came and made us new. Through him all things were made and he came and made his dwelling among us. He came to come and just be with us. This morning as we worship him, as we praise him, as we walk this Christian life, as we walk this life in this relationship with Jesus, we experience his presence in our lives. We experience his uh, handprints upon our lives. We experience his fingerprints, you know, molding and shaping our lives. He's making us. He's molding us. He has made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. His glorious work in our lives. In our own loved, in the lives of our loved ones. In the lives of others. He has come full of grace and truth. We're no longer functioning out of an old way of life. Not out of an old sinful life. Not out of an old sinful uh, operating system. <laughs> You know, those of you who work with computers, you know there's an operating system and, and that enables the functioning of all applications of all kinds. And without that operating system, and if that operating system is not all right, and if that is dysfunctional, none of the other applications will work. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. That that same way, we are not operating anymore out of a sinful nature, but we are operating out of the righteousness that has come to us, that, have been, that has been imputed into us through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That has been given to us as a free gift because he came full of grace and truth. He showed what sin is by teaching the truth. He taught the law in the spirit of the law. Oh, it was written that if a man looked, uh, if a man committed adultery, he should be stoned to death. But I, now I say unto you, even if you look at a woman with lust, you committed adultery in your heart. It was said that if you commit murder, you must be killed. But now I tell you that even if you hate your brother, you committed murder in your heart. 
Jesus comes and teaches comes full of grace and truth he exposes the truth the reality of the truth because the jewish people who had, and who are following judaism were living with a false hypocritical religiosity where they assumed that they had a relationship with god while they never had one and they were just trying to you know enforce a set of rules and regulations and made it so burdensome on people and did not have any grace did not reflect the grace of god that could save them that could forgive them that could draw them to jesus that could reveal the love of god it was through grace that he gave the law instructions for them to live life but because they could not live it and because there was a false religiosity present there jesus steps in and he comes full of grace and truth to help them to know that you cannot live your life and make yourself righteous with your own efforts by your own good works you cannot save your soul it's not by charity it's not by trying to you know live right you always fall short of god's standards and he helped them to exp- and, and and you know he explained to them and he helped them to understand the truth the right way but he brought the truth with grace along with it where he said you can't do it by your own strength here i am willing to forgive you of your sins so that you can begin a fresh so that you can be a new creation so that you can have a new heart so that you can have a new life so that you don't have to be stuck with the old sinful past anymore and so when the adulterous woman was brought to jesus and the law was quoted to him as well and the ones who brought him already you know gave the verdict and they said oh in the law it says the woman who caught, who's caught in act of adultery must be stoned to death but jesus what do you have to say they were actually using her as a pawn to trap jesus and they wanted to find and see and find if there is a way where he would contradict the law and immediately they can catch him and nail him down on that point but jesus did not say a word he just said this one thing he who is without sin let him be the one to cast the first stone and one by one everybody left because nobody even those who quoted the law even those who pronounced the verdict nobody could stand the test of jesus he who is without a sin let him have the right to condemn oh nobody had the right to condemn everybody put their head down and walked away but jesus comes and makes that woman's life brand new he said neither do i condemn you go and sin no more neither do i condemn you is the grace that was extended to her go and sin no more is the truth that was spoken to her jesus comes full of grace and truth hallelujah hallelujah the moment we have an overemphasis of the truth at the underemphasis of grace it pushes you into legalism and that is what they were stuck with it pushes you to a place where you have to work your way to please god you have to somehow beat yourself down and earn god's love and favor and grace that somehow you have to beat yourself down to earn his acceptance but jesus says no you can never do that you need my grace that grace that offers forgiveness that forgiveness is only from him jesus is the one who 
comes as a creator. Through him all things were made. But now this one God who through whom the agent of creation through whom everything was made steps into our lives, broke into our world is the one who brought in the power of new creation. He comes with the power to create everything brand new again. Hallelujah. And he comes full of grace and truth. And the overemphasis of grace at the underemphasis of truth will lead you into hyper grace. <laughs> Where they say, oh, you don't have to worry about sin anymore. Oh, it's all grace. Do whatever you want. You know, it's all taken care of on the cross. Your sins have already been forgiven. And so whatever you do in your body doesn't affect your soul, doesn't affect your relationship with God. And it's an irresponsible life that is suggested as grace is overemphasized by some people. And so we got to be careful that we hold both grace and truth together. Jesus, the one who, yes, we are saved by grace, not by our good works, but we, are, we have been created to do good works. It does not mean that grace, because grace is available that we can gr take that grace for granted. It does not mean that because grace is available, because Jesus forgives sin, that we can continue in sin anymore. We have a responsibility that we don't continue in it any longer. Jesus said, go and sin no more. Amen. There are commands, there are instructions, teachings that have to be held very strongly. Principles in scripture, principles for life that have to be held on to by which we ought to live this life in this world. And so Jesus steps in, breaks, uh, breaks in into our world. He broken into our world and he comes full of grace and truth. He made us clean, holy through his word. The word became flesh. That word came among us. That word brought life to us. That word made us new. Look at Ephesians chapter 5 and verses 25 to 27. This is, Paul is interchangeably talking about going back and forth, talking about the individual household and also the household of God and our relationship with Jesus as a church, the body of Christ. If you look at Ephesians chapter 5 verses 25 to 27. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make a holy Cleansing her by the washing with water through the word of God. Hallelujah. What has cleansed us? It is his word. It is the truth of the word of God. It is the truth of the gospel. And the gospel says this, that Jesus came, he loved us and he died on the cross. He rose again from the dead. And for everyone who believes in him will have forgiveness of sins and eternal life. Amen. That's what the essence of the gospel is. You find that in John 3, 16, the whole, uh, you know, the key verse of the Bible that unlocks the truth of all of scriptures in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave himself that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Amen. So through that word, through that spoken word, through the word who is Jesus himself, the agent of creation who makes us new, he steps in into our world 
and through his word he has made us new he has cleansed us he has made us holy hallelujah brother sister this morning you and i got to believe if you believe in jesus and if you've given your life over to jesus you got to believe that i've been made clean i've been made holy by his word hallelujah amen praise the lord hallelujah after you've been saved don't think of yourself to be like one you who's not saved yet <laughs> Amen. There are so many people who got saved but yet believe that actually, you know, their life is not saved yet. They live with such kind of fear of, uh, you know, and a lack of an assurance of salvation. You and I need to be very assured and clear that I am saved by the power of God. I have been made a new creation in Christ and he came to me through grace and truth and that has redeemed my life and by his word he has washed and cleansed me. purified my life and i am his child hallelujah amen praise the lord you and i need to be assured of our salvation let's not doubt our salvation anymore let's not question our salvation anymore if you turned your life over to jesus and if you put your faith in him and you know that he's made you into a new creation take it by faith and believe it amen hallelujah don't go back and doubt if i'm really saved or not <laughs> hallelujah praise the lord but if you still don't you know if you still have other things going on in your heart in your mind it's only you who will know whether you're truly saved or not of course jesus knows and you know it and by your fruit the world will know it <laughs> what comes out of your life by their fruit they you will know them the bible says and so it's important that we believe we recognize that god has made me new amen Hallelujah. I am a new creation in Christ. Tell yourself this morning, I am a new creation in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I am a new creation in Christ. That's the truth. Believe the truth. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Believe the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't live in unbelief after you've known the truth and you've committed your life to the truth. Let's not continue in unbelief. Jesus knew that, you know, India needs Thomas doubting Thomas because a lot of doubters in India and so he sent one of his disciples the doubting Thomas to India amen somebody is there somebody still doubtful about your salvation amen anybody doubtful no i hope we are all sure that i am saved bought by the blood of jesus amen hallelujah i am a new creation in christ believe that take it by faith he has made us into a new creation this number one we talking about the agent of creation who makes all things new this power of new creation who broke into our world he's the agent of creation who has made all things new secondly we're going to be talking about from verse 4 how he's the author of life and the life of god was a light of men in him was life read, read verse 4 to 9 somebody can read 4 to 9 Amen. So in him was life and that life was the light of mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not understood it. Darkness has not overcome it. And there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him 
all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. This light broke into the darkness. Hallelujah. Light who is Jesus himself. He said, I am the light of the world. Amen. And he made us also to be the light to the world. Hallelujah. He said, you are the light of the world. Amen. He is the light of the world. And he has made us to be a light in the world. When that light comes, he himself was life. You know, the fullness of life came into us through him. Until Jesus came, our lives was, was, were as good as dead. Our life was as much as it meant nothing. There was no meaning in life until Christ steps in, stepped in into our lives. There was no purpose in life. There was no light in our lives. But when Jesus came as the light of all mankind, this light shone in the midst of darkness and this light came and dispelled the darkness in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. His light broke into our darkness. We were under the bondage of the powers of darkness. Darkness had surrounded us. We were in the kingdom of darkness. But now we are in the kingdom of light. Hallelujah. And he came to give us abundant life. Amen. Life in abundance. He himself is the true light that gives light to everyone. And he was coming into the world. This God who broke through the darkness, the darkness of the soul, the darkness in the spirit, the darkness of the powers of darkness that came and enveloped people's lives. This God who bro came and bro uh, broke into that darkness, he broke in into the darkness of sin. It was sin that made people's lives darkened. And he came and stepped in and he broke into that darkness of sin that was in people's lives. Those people, they did not accept him. The Jews did not accept him. But yet, to those who loved the truth, they came into the light. Those who believed in him, they came into the light. It's important that we believe in the truth. It's important that we embrace the truth of who Jesus is. And by doing so, we will walk in the light of life. We were once living in darkness. We were once suffering the consequences of darkness. We were once under the bondage of darkness. And that darkness brought sin. That darkness brought sickness. That darkness brought curses. That darkness brought destruction. That darkness brought condemnation. That darkness had destined eternal damnation for us. But Jesus broke through the darkness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at John chapter 3 and verse 19 to 21. Jesus is speaking to uh, Nicodemus. And after that, John writes there, John chapter 3 verses 19-21, John's main emphasis or focus or intention of writing was to help them to believe that Jesus is the true Messiah, the Son of God. And let's read verses 19-21. to 21. And this, this is judgment, the light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. For someone who continues to love darkness will not love to come to the light. Light is coming to the world, but people love darkness instead of the light. Why? Because the light confronts their darkness. There is a strong 
conflict there is a strong hatred and a resentment to against somebody and when this light comes it confronts that darkness now when that light truth the light comes the truth comes the light exposes that hatred exposes that resentment exposes that anger exposes that conflict and so now that light is exposing the darkness and now the light is calling us to forgive the one who offended us is calling us to forgive uh, the one who uh, hates us to forgive the enemy and sometimes the enemy can be even our own family member and that light is confronting that darkness that is inside which is unwilling to forgive and so people love the darkness and when the light came they did not like the light they still want to be in the darkness because that light is confronting the darkness within but everyone who loves the light goes after the light hallelujah and when they open their hearts and their lives to the light that dispels the darkness hallelujah and that light exposes the darkness to their own selves until then maybe they assumed that they were right and others were wrong but when the light came in it broke into our world it broke into our darkness now we begin to see oh i have been filled with deeds of darkness and i need to dispel this that light confronts the darkness hallelujah anyone who gives themselves over to the light will have their lives been delivered from that darkness and then when they ask jesus to come into their lives they begin they begin to have the power to forgive others because they themselves have been forgiven and when they begin to forgive others the light penetrates into them and the darkness does not stay in their life any longer hallelujah this is how light comes in and dispels every area of darkness every deed of darkness into our lives hallelujah it might be lust it might be anger it might be pride it might be prejudice it might be uh, jealousy it can be anything it might be it might be a bad habit it might be it may be bad relationships wrong relationships it confronts the darkness that is within the light exposes the darkness within it confronts us and so here the light has come to the world was 19 onwards but people loved darkness instead of the light because their deeds were evil everyone who who does evil hates the light anyone who is practicing evil anyone who is striving by working out deeds of evil having evil intentions everyone who is surviving with evil thoughts and mindset everyone who is surviving with evil habits and practices will hate the light will resist the light will feel uncomfortable with the light but when you open your life to Jesus and say lord let the darkness in me be confronted hallelujah let the light come in and expose the darkness amen when you give yourself but whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that they what they have done has been done in the sight of god and so we have a responsibility now not to continue to live in darkness but to live in the light responsibility we have a responsibility to stay in the light because that life of Christ that has come in is the light of men and this light shines in us Ephesians chapter 5 read verses 8 to 16 
Ephesians chapter 5 verses 8 to 16. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Oh, it's not that darkness was just in us, but we ourselves were darkness. <laughs> Ephesians 5, 8 onwards. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light comes in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up, sleep, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. The call here is to expose deeds of darkness. The call here is not to conceal the deeds of darkness. He who hides his sin will not prosper. But he who confesses them and renounces them finds hallelujah. And so God wants us not to be concealing the deeds of darkness, but rather exposing them. Let us hold on to the deeds of the light. For the fruit of the light, when light has come in, the fruit of the light is in all goodness, righteousness and truth. Hallelujah. There will be integrity. There will be honesty. There will be righteousness. There will be justice. There will be faithfulness. There will be goodness. There will be kindness. All the fruit of the spirit will be manifest in the one who is living in the light. And so we have a responsibility to live in the light. Yes, light broke through the darkness, but now we ought not to live in darkness anymore, but rather come to the light and expose the deeds of darkness and say, Lord, my heart is open to you. Search me, O God. Try my heart. Know my thoughts. Know what is within me. Bring it out. Hallelujah. And then you begin to walk in the light. Amen. Hallelujah. Allow the light of Christ to expose everything that is dark. Any deed of darkness, let the light constantly expose it to us. Hallelujah. May we open our lives this morning to be vulnerable for the light to expose darkness in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't want to conceal my deeds of darkness. Let the light, the author of life, the life was the light of men. And that light of men broke through the darkness. Here is the power of new creation at work, breaking into our lives. And this morning, shall we also commit ourselves to allow the agent of creation to work in our lives. The one who, through whom all things were made, the one who is able to make all things new. May he continue to create new things in our lives. May we allow him to sanctify us. May we allow his word to continue to sanctify us. And keep us new always and live this new life. And secondly, this author of life comes as a light of men breaking through the darkness. May he break through all of the darkness. And may we continue to live as the children of light. And allow the spirit of God and the word of God to expose the deeds of darkness to us. So that we will continue in the light. Thirdly, in verse number 12 we find, uh, let's read 10 to 13. Somebody can read John 1. Uh, 10 to 13. He was in the world 
and though the world was made through him the world did not recognize him he came to that which was his own but his own did not receive him yet to all who received him to those who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of god children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will but born of god here we see that we are adopted as the children born of god hallelujah amen not born out of a human decision or a husband's will but born of god not out of natural descent we have been adopted into his kingdom amen hallelujah this is the power of new creation that is broken in into our world where we have been born again that's what jesus told nicodemus unless you born again you are born again you will not see the kingdom of god you need to be born of the spirit and the word the spirit of god regenerates our lives born of the water and the spirit the spirit and the word of god by the truth of the word and by the regenerating power of his holy spirit and then you enter into the kingdom of god and so this being born again but we and as we are born again we are be, we are born to be a child of god you are not someone who does not belong to anybody you and i have come to belong to jesus hallelujah he is a good good father this morning as we sang hallelujah truly he is a good good father not that the one who just does some good things or gives some goodies to us but a, as a good father as a good heavenly father he came and rescued us from our destruction hallelujah amen he was in the world and though the world was made through him the world did not recognize him thank god you and i have been given the grace to recognize him amen there's still so many people out there in the world who have not yet recognized him he came to that which was his own but his own refused to accept him but yet to all who received him and to those who believed in his name he gave them the right to become children of god the right to sonship you are you and i are called to enjoy that sonship that you have you and i have been given amen that sonship that has come because of jesus breaking into our world this is the power of new creation that has broken into our world he has adopted us as his sons and daughters hallelujah we have become his own we belong to him now and now we have this joy of enjoying that relationship no longer as a slave to sin and separated from him no longer as a slave to its habits and its consequences and to the devil we don't belong to the devil anymore i mean we belong to him he has given us a privilege to enjoy this relationship with him and there's a freedom in this relationship that we have the freedom to access him anytime anywhere sometimes you don't get you know wifi access in some places and so you lose communication <laughs> but here is an access that you have 24/7 <laughs> amen hallelujah you have access to the father through the in the name of jesus we have a holy boldness with which we can approach the throne of grace anytime we have need and he is able to help us with our temptations he is able to help us with our weaknesses he is able to help us in our failings and so with that privilege with that right we can go to him boldly amen and not saying oh i missed the mark i committed that sin and so i banished forever no 
Hallelujah. You have that privilege as, as, as in any family, in any home. The child does so many things that displeases the parents. But the parents don't throw them out. You know, whatever they have done, the child still continues to be their child. The son continues to be their son. The daughter continues to be their daughter. Amen. No father or mother hates their children. Amen. Hallelujah. But Jesus said, even though your earthly fathers, you know, though they are evil, still do good. If a son asks for bread, does he give them a stone? No. How much more the heavenly father gives you what you need. Hallelujah. You have this right to this sonship. You've been adopted as his sons and daughters. Enjoy that relationship. We are free from also the rules and regulations that brought guilt and condemnation upon our lives. But we have come into this wonderful relationship through whom, in him, we are guided by his principles and instructions for living. We have access to the Father. You and I can call him Father. Maybe some of you did not have the kind of fathers that you desired or that others had. Maybe your father was not a forgiving father. Maybe your father was not a loving father. Maybe your earthly father did not give you that time that you needed. Maybe that earthly father did not express his love for you. Maybe that earthly father, you know, always found fault with you. And you never experienced true fatherly love. But in God the Father, you and I can experience that love of the Father. And enjoy that sonship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You have access to him. You have the right to sonship. In Romans chapter 8 and verses 14 to 17. Romans 8, 14 to 17. For those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. If you've yielded your life to be led by the Holy Spirit. To do what pleases the Lord. If you're yielding yourself constantly to the Spirit of God, every day when you pray, you pray, Lord, I yield my life to the Spirit of God. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. I don't want to be led by my flesh. I don't want to be led by my sinful nature. Amen. Keep yielding yourself to the Spirit of God. Keep yielding your, be led by the Holy Spirit. Listen to the voice of the Spirit. As you pray, as you continually yield, you will be led by the Spirit of God. You will hear a voice within you that says, this is the way, walk in it. Hallelujah. Amen. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Romans 8, 14 to 17. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought, brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies, testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and coheres with Christ. If we indeed share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. Hallelujah. You received this sonship and this sonship does not make you a slave to fear again. Hallelujah. Some of you probably had, you know, terrorizing fathers, terrible fathers. Maybe you were always living with that terror within. He walked in through the door, you went, ran into another one. Yeah, there are many families and many homes. You know, there are fathers who are the, that way. And especially in the previous generations, it was even more. You know, in the name of discipline, in the name of being strict, in the name of, you know, shaping their children the right way. You know, they were like 
commanders of army of an army at home extreme disciplinarians who did not have any amount of grace or love you know who who took it upon himself themselves to play god in everybody's lives but here there is a spirit of freedom not a spirit of fear a spirit of sonship not a spirit of slavery some some of us maybe because of the way because in our country again because we were enslaved by many other rulers we have the slave mentality we always have this mentality of folding our hands before anybody while that may be taken as a good uh, posture of uh, humility or but that in fact in many ways has put on ourselves we put on ourselves a mentality of slavery that without anybody else's endorsement we will not say anything or do anything on our own there's no freedom hallelujah let's get out of that slave mentality amen you and i have become the child of god and you and i have the freedom to access our heavenly father and he does not give us a spirit of fear to make us a slave to fear again but here is a spirit of sonship hallelujah where you can enjoy that relationship with where you can go to your father and talk to him your heart your mind whatever you feel you will read through the uh, psalms book of psalms and david would say oh they are like dogs <laughs> i'm angry with them put an end to their lives lord whatever he felt he just spoke it out to god amen hallelujah you can speak your heart to jesus and he will not condemn you for that amen you can tell him all your secrets and he will not leak one of them hallelujah amen you can tell him how badly you messed it up and he's just willing to listen to you amen he is accepted you just the way you are you don't have to put on a mask you don't have to put on a show you don't have to put out all that flowery language that all the pentecostals pray using have you heard those great flowery language it starts off with you know or neither with the anglicanism of you know oh thou god most high creator hallowed be your name heavy stuff sometimes you don't even understand what you don't have to look for the dignity you have to look for the dictionary god will have to look you talking to me i need to find my dictionary <laughs> where did he get all these words to pray to me go to him as you are hallelujah be who you are <laughs> amen be real with yourself talk real stuff to him don't have to put on this religious show and you don't have to start talking to in tongues to impress him by the way none of us can impress jesus he knows inside out amen hallelujah we can't we don't have to show ourselves to be more spiritual than others by speaking in tongues to him amen the spirit of sonship that does not make us a slave to fear again there's a freedom in our hearts freedom in our soul freedom freedom in our minds free to access him free to be who we are as long as you're yielding yourself to the spirit of god and the spirit of god will lead you to the truth of the word of god hallelujah the spirit of god will not contradict the truth the spirit of god the spirit and the word go together 
we heard that beautiful message as sunny spoke couple of weeks back the spirit and the word amen and so we go as we continually yield to the spirit we walk in step with the spirit and you enjoy that sonship as you yield to the spirit of god everyone who he broken into our lives he took away the spirit of slavery slave to sin slave to fear he took it away and he gave us that sonship that you and i have now become have have the right to be a child of god luke chapter 15 we'll close with this quickly 28 to 32 luke 15 28 to 32 the older brother became angry and refused to go into the house on hearing that the youngest son the younger brother had come home he who went and squandered all the wealth he who went and squandered it with the pigs he who went and uh, you know took away the father's uh, you know the share of the property and went away this young man who squandered the wealth and lost everything and messed up his life comes home and father is celebrating his homecoming and the son who was in the house In Luke 15:28 the older brother became angry and refused to go into the house so his father went out and pleaded with him father is pleading with us to come but he answered his father look all these years i have been slaving for you and you never disobeyed your and i have never disobeyed your orders yet you never gave me even a young goat so i could celebrate with my friends He says I was slaving for you and I was obeying your orders. <laughs> the father never treated the son that way but the son looked at the father that way. You see the heart of the father in the story when the son who had squandered everything and comes back the father is willingly embracing him he's not talking one word about what he had done he embraces him because he knows that the son has come with repentance the come the son has come to his senses the the son has come home and that's what the father's heart is for you and I to come home and to come back into that relationship with him he never spoke one word of accusation maybe if we were there at that place i don't know what we would have said we would have said come here you are you learned your lesson that's good for you <laughs> we would have taken them to task left right and center but this father is embracing him and this story this parable actually shows how jesus loves sinners amen amen but this elder brother who was there was living with this sense of slavery not enjoying that sonship with the father He was in the father's house but did not know the father's heart. He was in the father's house but away from the father's heart. He was in the father's house but was not a son but living as a slave. Hallelujah. You can be in the father's house and still thinking of yourself to be a slave. Some are wanting to prove that you are right. Some are wanting to prove that you are good and to earn his acceptance and his love. No the father loves you anyway. enjoy that sonship there's a power of new creation that has broken out into our world to be adopted as his sons made us a new creation and not only that gave us light he was the author of life and brought light into our darkness and wants us to live in the light and here he has broken into our world and adopted us as his sons and daughters and the father looked at him and says but when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home the, the elder brother says to the father but when this son of yours who has squandered your property with the prostitutes come home you kill the fat and calf for him my son the father said you are always with me 
and everything I have is yours. Why do you feel this way? You are always with me. He was with the father, but still away from the father. He was with the father in the same house, but did not have right access to the father, did not enjoy that sonship, did not feel secure in the fact, did not believe the fact that the father is mine and I am with the father and all that belongs to the father is also mine. Hallelujah. You are co-heirs with Christ. If you share in his sufferings, you also share in his glory. And so the father says, but we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Hallelujah. What a contrast between both the brothers. The story is not so much about the prodigal son, although the, in, in, in the Bible, in many versions, you have the title, the prodigal son story, and popularly it's known as the prodigal son story. I would really call it the, the story of the father's heart. Amen. The story of the father's love, the story of sonship. <laughs> Truly. Amen. This son who went far away was received back as a son. The son who was with the father, who did everything right, yet was away from the father. And so this morning, you and I need to realize that there is a light that has broken in. There's a power of new creation that has broken in into our world. That has given us this sonship that you and I must enjoy. As we yield to the spirit of God, you will enjoy the sonship more and more. Amen. You have the freedom to access the Father. And all that belongs to the Father is yours. You don't have to work your way through to prove that you are good, to prove that you are right. You don't have to show yourself and prove yourself to him that look at me, I've done it right and so you got to bless me. No. You don't have to be a slave crying and praying day and night so somehow some blessing will fall upon you. You don't have to have that bigger mentality. Hallelujah. We have to just walk in that beautiful relationship with him. And all that belongs to the father is yours. Even before you ask, he knows what you need. Amen. Hallelujah. And the one who gave, who did not spare his own son and gave himself up for us all, will he not also give us all things? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Walk in that relationship and enjoy that relationship with your heavenly father. Amen. Praise the Lord. And everything that belongs to him belongs to you as well. Amen. And so there's this power of new creation that has broken into our world. And that has transformed our lives completely. We've made a new creation in Christ. We've been made as a new creation in Christ. He is the author of life. As an agent of creation, he comes and creates everything new. He makes us new. He makes our lives new. As the author of life, his light shines into us and dispels the darkness. As we continue to walk in the light, he will expose the darkness and darkness has to leave as light comes in. And we have been adopted as his sons. And let's enjoy that relationship with the Father in heaven. And enjoy that sonship. And through him, through that relationship, all that belongs to him is with us, is given to us freely. Amen. Hallelujah. There's something that has broken into your world this morning. 
Amen. The word of God has broken into your world. It has made entry into your world. It has made an entry into your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Shall we sing that song? Good, good father in closing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Shall we yield ourselves to the Lord this morning and say, Lord, I thank you for you made me new. I thank you because you broke into my world. I thank you because you broke into my life. I thank you because you entered into me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Can we all just lift our hands and just thank the Lord this morning? A sign of thanksgiving. Lift your hands and your voice. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands to the Lord and just speak out a word of thanks to him. Thank you, Lord, for breaking in into my life. Thank you, Lord, for breaking into my world. Thank you, Lord, for breaking into our family. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, breaking into our lives, breaking into our families, breaking into our world. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Word. A thousand stories of war. They think you're like I heard. Tender whispers of love in the dead of night. And you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am, you're a good, good father, it's who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you, it's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. For answers, only you provide, cause you know just what we need before we say a word. A good, good father, it's who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you, it's who I it's who I am, it's who I am, you're a good, good father. It's who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. Hallelujah. Do you thank the Lord? Hallelujah. Thank you for breaking into our lives, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You've broken into this dark world, Lord. We thank you because you've broken into this world and created all things new once again, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You made our lives new once again.
Thank you, Lord. You have helped us to be adopted as sons. Thank you, Lord. We belong to you, Master. Thank you, Lord. You've given us this privilege to enjoy this relationship with you, Lord. Not to have a spirit of slavery again. Not to have a spirit of fear again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Master. Thank you, Jesus. Bless everyone, Lord. Meet every need, Lord. We pray that, Lord, as we enjoy this relationship with you, as we deepen our relationship with you, Lord, as we walk in this relationship with you, Lord, we, we know that, Lord, you will bless us with all things. For we lack no good thing, O Master. Brother, sister, you and I lack no good thing. Hallelujah. 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 Let your name be glorified. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray.